Welcome to Brum is Blue, the dedicated Birmingham City Women's Football Club podcast. Coming up on this week's show, we discuss the Blues clash with Bristol City, our upcoming game with champions-elect Chelsea, and discuss a new women's football phone-in show that starts tonight. Birmingham City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick down the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome everyone once again. We are recording a little earlier than usual due to something that's happening a little later on, but more on that later. If you're new to the show, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. And if you prefer the audio only version, you can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music and everywhere else you can find podcasts. I'm Craig and I'm joined as always by Kaz and Stacey. How have you both been this week? Yeah, good, thank you. What about yourself? Yeah, good. What about you, Stacey? Yeah, not too bad. Nothing to complain about this week. Good, good. We start this week's show with Birmingham City's one-all draw on Sunday against Bristol City. Risha Littlejohn had a decent effort from distance to get us started. Her dipping effort was tipped over by Sophie Bagley in the Bristol goal. Another familiar face, though, came back to haunt us shortly afterwards as Charlie Wellings put Bristol ahead in the 13th minute. Abby Harrison gets a cross in from the left. It falls to Carla Humphrey, whose effort is then blocked by Captain Christy Murray. It lands to Charlie, who isn't going to miss from six yards. It's a series of errors, really, Stacey. We fail to stop the cross. Then Bex misjudges the header. The deflection off of Murray is unfortunate, but Charlie is unmarked in the centre. We know she's a dangerous player, and if you give her the freedom of Birmingham, she's going to make you pay. Yeah, it was just a calamity of errors, really. It was defending defending first half, and I don't think we played well first half, full stop. We was looking places. We had a few chances, as you said, with uh, Little John and whatnot. Um, but no, literally, I, I think my my notes on the goal, I literally wrote S-H-I-T and that was it. Because as you, it literally was, you couldn't pick out one person's mistake. It was it was the whole team defending-wise just wasn't up to the standards that I think we've been used to. But as you said, we, we all know what Charlie's like. You, Charlie's unmarked in the middle of the box. I think, I don't know whether they were too focused on Ebony and kind of forgot that, Charlie's got just as much firepower as Ebony has. Um, so, yeah, um, wasn't a great goal to concede, I don't think. No, it, it did seem like we lost a bit of composure and, didn't, and we lost our shape. And obviously that made, a, made, uh, made, the, made the difference in that moment. And Ebony Salmon, as you mentioned, was then given the freedom to run at the defence, something you don't want to do with her pace. Her effort is palmed away by Hannah Hampton and, it's, and luckily Georgia Brome is there to deny the rebound or it could have been much worse before halftime. But we went into the break 1-0 down and frustrated would be the word I'd use, Stacey. We were seeing players getting booked while Bristol players were perhaps giving warnings instead. Did you see the same thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you heard Alan at one point scream. I thought that the one challenge, I can't remember who it was for Bristol, was worse than what any of our players have done and she got speaking to I feel like we do we say it so often but the standard of officiating in our league considering it's a professional league is shocking there was no consistency whatsoever like 
it was a scrappy game. It was always going to be a scrappy game. It was a game where we both needed points. But it's not then helped by referees not being consistent and not being fair. There was a couple of challenges that went unpunished and it was just, it was frustrating to watch. It was so frustrating because obviously we are a physical team. We were trying to be physical, but then they're being just as physical and we were the only ones that seemed to get reprimanded for it. So, Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think it wasn't a game where either, either side was over physical. I don't think, I don't think it, anyone stepped over the line in this one. I mentioned this um, on the Vixen cast on the Bristol city podcast. I was on um, just, if you want to hear my on the, on the whistle um, thoughts on the game, go over there to listen to that. But yeah, as you say, it was a game where I, f- I feel like we were uh, unfortunate with some of the yellow cards, Ruish Little, John getting one and Dex getting one for blocking off. It wasn't that bad. I don't think it was for a yellow card, but she was furious and she had a word with Carla after she got booked for that. I didn't actually see the yellow um, card for that one. Yeah, I, I didn't see the yellow card, but that was one. It's She got booked for that block. Charlie literally wrestled Sarah to the ground. <laughs> like it was a rugby tackle, a high rugby tackle. Like it weren't even a low rugby tackle. That's like round the neck. I'm I'm gonna try and get you into a like proper WWE move or something. And not and nothing. And it's just like it baffles me. How can you book someone for something less and then witness that? And it's like I'll I'll, I'll eventually because I think that was Bristol's first booking. I think it was. I don't know. I kept missing the bookings because, again, the FA player is not the greatest. And I would like to know why we didn't get replays yet. The game previous had replays on the FA player, the Everton-Brighton game. I, f- I think it's just a case of whoever's running the stream and they just <laughs> haven't, got, haven't got the resources. They're probably just yeah. one person in a room. I don't know. But, yeah, as you say, um, it was it was quite a funny moment, I think, after the Bex yellow card. Um, Alan was having a go at, and then Matt went, well, uh, she didn't get booked, and then Alan was like, "Yeah, she just did." I was like, "Oh, okay." I was, <laughs> it was one of one of the rare moments I actually put it with what Matt Beard was saying on the touchline because we might get onto that in a bit. But he yeah. was very vocal in this game. But uh, into the second half we go, and there was another effort for Salmon early in the second half where I saw my life flash before my eyes. She drags the shot just wide of the post, and I I assume the worst when this left her boot. Luckily though, it didn't go in, and we were soon back into the game from a corner kick. Sarah Mayling took the corner from the far-hand side. She hits it low across the box. Georgia Brome does well to shield the ball away from the defender and it rolls to Christy Murray, who fires into the top corner. 1-1 and it's game on. Kaz, you've, you've had a chance to see the highlights now. What did you think of this? It was a great strike from Christy Murray. She got in the right place and uh, you're not going to miss from there when she's got no one charging her down. Oh, God, yeah. Um, all I can remember them saying on the FA player is the referees just managed to get out of the way. But again, what a fantastic ball in from Sarah. Like That's like the two last games now that she's been banging these crosses in. Um, but you, if you give Christy that amount of space, you know what I mean? She's never going to miss, is she? Um, and I, I said to Stacey after I seen the goal, I don't even think AKB would have saved that. The goalkeeper was never getting to it and whoever was in goal. So, yeah. And the passion, the passion afterwards for any fan out there saying this team, does not show any passion. I think Christy Maurice just stuck a middle finger up to all of you because that was just unreal. And obviously they do say the comments on social media because I think yesterday just proved it on the celebration. Yeah, I think it's a case of obviously Christy's captain and she's leading leading by example the way she's playing. And it's good. As soon as she, as soon as she came back into the team from injury, you've, you've seen a difference in the team. And 
it hopefully it continues. And she put, I think she was pointing up to the where Lily Simpkin and the other players who are currently injured were just 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 to, <laughs> to celebrate with them because they obviously can't be on the pitch themselves with them. And obviously it was a lovely moment, Stacey, for her to um, embrace Carla Ward um, when when she scored the goal. Yeah, you you could just see how much it meant to us all. Like um, after the running that we've had, with losing four nil three times in a row. But let's let's give Bristol credit. They're not the team that they were when we beat them four nil back at Bristol at the beginning of the season. Matt's come in and Matt's done a he's done a great job with them. He's steadied the defence up more, and obviously Ebony's been on fire for him. So you've got to give Bristol credit. But I think that goal. Yesterday, uh, yesterday just proved how much it does actually mean to the players and the coaching staff and how much work they've been putting in. It kind of, second half it showed, I thought we played still probably not to our full potential, but we played better and um, they seemed, second half, everyone seemed to give it the all and at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. As long as they leave everything on the pitch, there's, there's not much more that you can sort of ask from them no absolutely and um as you mentioned matt beard um bristol city have actually um got nine points um since he's taken over and that's the same amount of points that west ham have had all season so it just goes to show how much of a difference he's made at bristol city to get them back in the title uh back in the relegation scrap when they were dead and buried when he came in so good on good good for them for the rest of the season obviously and um Obviously, after Sarah Mailing um, produced that ball into the box for our equaliser, she also struck the bar in the second half from an acute angle, which showed we were growing in confidence as the match went on. But there was one final nervy moment later on where Brougham made a rare error in this one to give Molly Pike the interception, gets the ball, runs at the goal. There's two on one, her and Charlie Wellings against the defender. I think it's Ruby Mace. And we've only, ha- uh, yeah, so we've only Hannah and Ruby Mace ahead of her, the midfielder on loan from Everton opts to shoot rather than pass it across to Charlie and it goes narrowly wide. Stacey, this was a huge let off. Charlie was clean through if she was slotted in. Were you fearing the worst too when Pike stole the ball? Oh yeah, uh, as you said, Charlie was wide open. It was, um, it was a silly mistake from her. All she had to do was square Charlie and it, it probably would have been 2-1. So yeah, I was a little bit nervous when I saw it leave a foot. I kind of, it looked like it was going wide. So you kind of like breathed a sigh of relief. But no, um, yeah, obviously, I think, again, we had nervy moments at the back. We're, we're not, I don't know why, but we don't look as solid at the back as we have done. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad it went wide. Yeah, indeed. And that uh, that mean, meant the game ended 1-1 and the result means that Birmingham City remain in ninth place with 13 points, four points now clear of the relegation zone. Uh, what did you make of the result overall, Kaz? From what you've seen, do you think it was a fair result? Um, what I've seen, yeah, definitely. Like, I think a few a few fans obviously want Bristol to do okay because of obviously the connections they have with the Blues. But yeah, I think a point. I think I would have been more gutted yesterday if we'd we'd lost that because then I think the fans' mindset then would have been, well, we could t- potentially get relegated. But as I'm going to go back to the Matt Beard thing, what you were saying about Matt's brought in like nine points to since Tanya's gone on maternity leave. Um and then but if you look across the pond to um Villa where Marx has taken over, I think me and Stace worked out earlier that he's only won one game. I like I I think I put out yesterday about a tweet about what is Gemma actually doing now. Um so I'm kind of glad Villa aren't picking up points under Marcus because I think them and West Ham have got the worst run in 
I think, out of all of us. So as long as we match their results, I think we're, I think we're safe. I think we need, what, two more points, and I think we're done. Hopefully we can get them Sunday, but... Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it's think. one of those where obviously Leicester City looks like they're going to get promoted this year, and it could be a case where they're yeah. going to make a big, massive turnover of players again as well. I feel like Aston Villa they were so good in the Championship last season, and then they they had a squad, and then they've obviously brought in a lot of new players, and it's changed the way they want to play. And then again, you change the manager as well, so you've essentially lost the heart and soul of what made that team the promotion favourites they were last year, and it's and it's changed. A lot of players last season who, who were really good stars, uh, like Hutton and stuff, they're playing in positions they're not really favourable with. Jody Hutton, I think, was playing left-back yesterday. Marissa Hughes is playing centre-back. It, it just doesn't seem like they're finding the right combination to get the results, and obviously it's showing in the results they're getting. But, uh, yeah, as you say, hopefully two more points and we'll be safe, regardless of whatever the rest of the teams do. So hopefully that happens soon. Um, interestingly enough, it was the first draw, this game between Blues and Bristol City, the, between the two sides since 2015. So I suppose we were due one with everyone, all, all the results were going towards the away side in recent recent times. Bristol City were winning at our ground and we were winning at their ground, so no one wants to win at their home ground in front of their fans. Luckily, there was no fans here today, so I guess that's why there was a draw. So, But as you say, it was a um, good point and hopefully we'll pick up some more as we go along. Next up for Birmingham City is reigning champions Chelsea. Emma Hayes' side beat our local rivals Aston Villa 2-0 at the weekend, a result that keeps them two points ahead of Manchester City at the top of the table. Chelsea still have to play Man City next month at the Academy Stadium, but do you think it's their title to lose now, Stacey? Oh, yeah. The way Chelsea are playing at the moment, um, Sam and Fran have finally clicked together. Um, I watched the Chelsea game, well, most of the Chelsea game, and both goals was a Frank Kirby assist to Sam Kerr. And it's been like that for a while now. Um, and watching them in the Champions League, I can't see anyone catching them now. Man City don't seem to be on top of their game this season for whatever reason. This year it might be Chelsea's year. I think they're going to do well in the Champions League as well. Like You never know. We might actually get an English team bringing the Champions League back home. So that... I, Look, you've got to give Chelsea, and we all know Emma's a fantastic manager. She's year on year now, she's uh, proven that she's capable of going on to potentially bigger and better things um, in the future. I think it might be Chelsea's time to maybe dominate a little bit more than um, in previous seasons. Obviously, it's a harder league now than it was four or five years ago, like teams up around the top four around about the same sort of money's been invested and obviously they've been able to bring in players from America and we're drawing in bigger names into the league um so it's I feel like it's always going to be a tighter league now because obviously you now got your Man United Man City your Arsenal your Chelsea who let's be fair we look at them in the fixture list and go oh got to play them it's let's just and it is it's a let's just hope that we don't get embarrassed and um, but yeah, it, I think it is. It's definitely Chelsea's to lose now. Yeah, absolutely. And it will be the first time a team has retained the trophy since Liverpool back in 2014, I believe it was. Yeah. And Arsenal, Arsenal did it in 2012 as well. So it's only happened twice before. It goes to show how hard it is to defend this sort of title, and it shows the quality that Chelsea have got that they're in contention to do that just this season. Chelsea beat Bristol City earlier this month to lift the Continental Cup. Their second piece of silverware this season after winning the Community Shield back in August. 
Do you think has that Chelsea have what it takes to seal all five trophies, winning the Shield, the League, the League Cup, the FA Cup and the Champions League? Oh God, definitely. Um, they're just they're just different gravy at the minute, aren't they? Like you look at the, the likes of in Europe, Leon and Wolfsburg who have dominated their leagues, and like I think it's now we're going to see what Emma Hayes and Chelsea are made of. Um, we watched the Wolfsburg game the other day, and it was the first time since Chelsea have been in the WSL they've managed to beat Wolfsburg. <laughs> Um, so that'll be, that'll, that is a massive thing. That'll be a massive th- thing for them. Um, but on the other hand, you've got injuries coming from Man City now, like Steph Horton's out for three to four weeks, which if Emma Hayes will be sat there rubbing her hands going, that's one of their main players out. Um, so I think if they don't, they don't win at least four, I think... Emma might write it off as a, a, poor, a poor season for them when they're capable of winning all five. Yeah, absolutely. And at time of recording, Chelsea have the second leg of that Wolfsburg tie coming up on Wednesday in the Champions League. They're 2-1 ahead after the first leg. Do you think, Stacey, that Chelsea could show signs of fatigue on Sunday or does their strength of depth in, in their squad make that impossible? Oh, let's be fair, though. You watch who comes off their bench and... Emma, we've said this for years now. Emma's gra- obviously a great man management. Um, she, you've got players sitting on the bench that you'd think would be like, why am I sat on the bench? Because let's be fair, any other team in the WSL, they'd probably walk into and be a starting, in the starting 11. Emma knows about rotation and things like that. Uh, I can't see him being fatigued. I can, I, I'd probably say we'll probably go into the game more fatigued than they will and we've had the like the week, week rest. We've just how small our squad is. Like You saw the bench again the weekend we get we've had problems with injuries ourselves this season and with such a small squad I do find like the last couple of games I've been watching it and I feel like you can see that we've struggled all season with a small squad because as we said the last few games the back ends of halves it seemed like we was dropping off and fatigue was possibly setting in with our players and stuff so like in my head the only thing I can think is like if we do stay up, which, as we've all said, we think we will. Hopefully, um, the club will invest some money so we can... Like, I don't want a massive squad. I'd just be happy to have a full bench of players that are not 16. And that's no disrespect to the girls that are playing because like, you've got Ruby May, 17, you've got Emily Murphy, 18, and they've come in on loan and they, they're doing a job. Like, they've stepped up. Like I'm not... It's not a knock at them, but I think we need maybe one or two players with just a little bit of quality. You saw it yesterday with Christy. Christy's that little bit older, bit more experience, took a chance and that was it. And I think we did miss her while she was injured. But I do, I think if we can stay up, if we can get the right sort of investment, bring in a couple of more players, strengthen up a little bit, get a few more experience, bit of quality, we'll, we'll be fine. But at the moment, we do look very thin on the ground. So I do think it's going to be an extremely hard game. You can't look at it going, oh, we'll try Chelsea play Wednesday. So they might be a little bit tired. We can't go into it like that. We've got to go into it as though they've had the same amount of rest as we have and go in and, again, just leave everything out there. Chelsea have played Jess Carter a bit more over the last few weeks, a familiar face for a lot of Blues fans. 
She's not played a lot in recent seasons, but we could see her in action again next weekend. Kaz, as someone who's seen her play firsthand, do you think she needs a move in the summer to get her career back on track? Ah, that's a tough one, isn't it? I don't know whether that's what Emma's planning on thinking of doing. That's why, like, she started against the Villa and that. Um, do you know what? I, 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 I don't know because for me, Jess should be playing at the higher level. For me, Jess should be starting week in, week out because we've all seen the quality, what that girl can do. Um, yeah, because as, you, as she, you say, she, she was obviously in contention for England position when, when she went to Chelsea. She was in position yeah. for right back and then she went off completely off the map because she's not playing for Chelsea. So I don't know whether, like, I think in, in my head I'm thinking maybe she should have waited a couple more seasons and then gone to Chelsea. But do you know what? Fair play to her. She got the move that she wanted. Um, who's going to turn down Chelsea? I don't think anybody. Um, whether that means you're sitting on the bench and not sitting, like, all playing. Um, I think anybody would take the opportunity. So, And I think she'll probably get a move to her. I think I'm going to put it out there. Maybe it's Arsenal, because I think they're looking a bit thread at the back. So I'm hoping it's Arsenal, because then, you know, somebody might let me buy a shirt with Carter on the back. Um, but, yeah, as long as it's not United or City, I'd be happy wherever Jess went. She's more than welcome to come back down, back to the Blues if her and AKB want to come back. I think I don't think Carla would say no to that, do you? I'd like to say she's doing it just to prove Emma wrong, like playing and because she put in a cracking, like, show yesterday for Chelsea, so I don't know. You say, you say that, but uh, there was a couple of crosses that she put in against Villa the weekend where it's like a couple of seasons ago when she was with us, it would have been a bit more bang on, a bit more perfect. But as you said, she hasn't been playing. You, if you haven't played in as long as that she hasn't played since she's been at Chelsea, you are going to be rusty. The, the signs are still there. She's still, in my head, She, she as you said, she went to Chelsea she was in contention for England, went to Chelsea to try and push the England career forward a little bit more, and it hasn't worked. I feel like if she wants to sign a new contract at Chelsea, I'd personally be going to Emma, look, maybe send me out on loan till January, let me get a bit more, get my fitness back up, get my sharpness back up, and then but obviously it's it's down to what Emma wants and what the Chelsea board wants. I think, I think Jess would probably prefer to stay at Chelsea because, as you said, it's a great club. But I do feel that she needs to get some playing time under her belt. Everyone forgets how young she still is. And at that age, to develop, you need to be playing regular. And she hasn't. So I think for her career, she perhaps needs a move to maybe even a, a slightly smaller club. Look at your Reddings, look at your Tottenham's. Hopefully us, if we get some investment next season. Like She needs regular football. And is she going to get it at Chelsea? Probably not. No, it's it's definitely an interesting one. I was I, I was while you were talking, I was bringing up the PFA Women's Young Player of the Year awards, and just to see how she compared. She obviously won it in 2017. You've got Martha Harris. She's at Manchester United now. That was 2014. Leah Williamson won it in 2015. She's obviously at Arsenal, a really good team. Beth Mead. She's still doing well at Arsenal herself. Lauren Hemp, who's obviously arguably one of the best players in the league right now. She won yeah. it in 18 and 20. And then Georgia Stanway again at Man City. So. All these players are at top clubs, but they're not yeah. always. But but obviously, but Jess is the only one out of that list probably who isn't getting game time, which is no. A worry. I'm going to sorry. I'm going yeah, to disagree Martha's, with you on that one, Martha Harris. But Martha had a lot of injuries. Jess hasn't. Martha 
after but she we don't know that that's the thing we don't know if jess has had, had an injury okay martha's injuries have been publicized and been put out there and we know that she struggled with injuries and she's obviously trying to work her way back to fitness still and she's not for me martha's not the same player she was when she was at liverpool no i agree um, but with jess you look at the caliber martha's never been on the cusp of an england call up in my eyes she was never even when she was at liverpool she was never up there with some of the other defenders as jess was jess i mean jess has played for England. she's capped for england yeah i've got a shout on me well you have um but all the others, you look at them, all of them are now res- recognised internationals. The only two that aren't is Jess and Martha. And as I said, Martha's slightly older than Jess now. Um, I don't think Martha will ever get to the potential that she possibly would have had because of how bad her injuries have been over the time. But Jess, she's she's definitely got the potential still. And I just I, I feel like she just needs to be playing more games and... Hopefully that'll happen for because let's be fair, we all know most Blues fans will sit there and go, we still love Jess. None of us blamed her for having the move. She she did, like, I'll always remember her first game when she got the phone call when she was at school from Dave Parker to come and play in the Champions League. Like, the, it's, sort of, it's sort of, we've seen her blossom and I'd, I'd like to see her do well in the future and get to where she deserves to be and that's a regular in the England lineup for me. So, yeah. Going back to the Chelsea game, obviously Chelsea allowed us to play Jamie Lee Napier last time we played them in the league. And we've also added Emily Murphy since then to the team. Do you think, Kaz, that Emma Hayes will allow them both to play this time around or with the title so close at the moment, do you think she'll not? Um, I think that she probably will. Obviously, we don't know the extent of, um, obviously, the covenant that Emily was injured, so... We don't know the extent of her injury, um, so hopefully we'll see her back on on sure. Sunday. I'm hoping Emma. With obviously, I've seen some of the questions in the in the chat, and um, I think we have got a small squad compared to some teams. Um, so I think if you take them two out of the equation, I think it'll leave us like what 13 again on the bench. So I'm hoping Emma's being nice this weekend and going, it's "All right, you can play them." If not, then I think we are, um, what's the word, without swearing, screwed. I think yeah. Emma, will, Emma will probably use the opportunity to actually watch Jamie play. Um, obviously, the way the league works, she probably hasn't been able to see many of her games for us other than, obviously, through highlights and whatnot. So, for Emma, we've having such a big squad, as, as we've discussed, and how that she has to manage the rotation with, let's be fair, certain players that might have bigger egos. It'll give her a chance to look at one of the younger players and see how she fares in an actual league game rather than in training sort of thing. So I think that's probably where Emma's mindset is compared to where Everton wouldn't let, us, wouldn't let Georgia play against them. Georgia's played for them a lot. They know what type of player she is. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably Emma's mindset. Is oh, gives me a quick chance to have a look at who we've sent out on loan. Yeah, absolutely, and I think she backs her team to beat anyone who's that they're playing at the moment, regardless of who she puts out. So I think it'll, as you say, it'll give a chance for her to see those players in action and also see how they come up against really good teams for future reference when they come back to the club. 
Um, yeah, Georgia Brown. We must have played Everton like four or five times, and Georgia Brown's been on loan all that time. So, and and Willie Kirk's gone. Nah, don't fancy it. But uh, that's that's it. That's his choice, and uh, we won't have to play him again this year. And he, and she's she, her contract ends in the summer, so maybe she won't be there next season. But um, it's going to be a tough test for sure, as you say. Sam Kerr and Frank Kirby. I think they've made twenty goals. They've been involved in twenty goals each this season, both of them. So they're obviously on the top of the top of their game, and it's going to be interesting to see how we get on on Sunday. The game announced today, it will be on BBC Red Button at 12.30, an earlier kickoff. It was originally scheduled for a three o'clock, I think it was, but it's now going to be at 12.30. So keep an eye out for that on Sunday. Uh, before we get into the last segment of the show this week, uh, Chris, friend of the show, has a question for us. Who do we think will get relegated this year? This might come back to haunt us, but hopefully it won't. <laughs> I'm going, I'll, I'll start while you both have a think. I'm going to I'll say it's going to be... Villa, just. I'm going to say either one of the Claret and Blue teams. Oh, I do think it's between West Ham and Villa. I'd hope it's Villa, just because I think it'd be hilarious. Especially the thing that got me was Marcus was like, oh, I don't care what we're going to do as long as we finish above the Blues. I'd love him to get relegated now just for that. But the thing is, I think if they got relegated, he'd go back to Geisley and doing his stuff with the FA. And it would be left to Gemma to pick up the pieces. And I feel, I do, I feel so bad for Gemma. Like, I'd never thought I'd feel for someone in a Villa camp. I hate Villa. I do. I'm a Blues fan through and through. We hate the Villa. But I feel for Gemma because Gemma's a fantastic coach. She's done so well with her. She's gotten to where they are. And I do feel like they've just gone, oh, no, we want someone with a bit more experience and pushed her out. And it's just, it's backfired on them because I think Gemma did a better job with them than Marcus has. So I yeah. hope Villa gets relegated. I think it might be West Ham though. Right. Yeah, I've did, got to get off the fence apparently. Apparently. So, Fev, here we go. Here we go. I want West Ham to get relegated. Just for the simple fact, I want Kate Longhurst at the end of the season. That's fair. You could also say that for, for Matt Beard, who, who unceremoniously got yeah. left and then went to try and get the, his other club down. But yeah, it, she's would, like, it would be justice, wouldn't it? Matt gets sacked from West Ham, goes to Bristol, who, let's be fair, when he was sacked at West Ham, everyone thought Bristol was dead and buried. That was it. Everyone was convinced, oh, we're all fine because Bristol are dead and buried. He's gone in and it's like, I'm going to meet it, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's also the narrative, obviously, that Aston Villa essentially bought every b- former Blues player there is, former coach there is, to try to, tr- to try and d- do their new system. And if that doesn't work out, does any Luco take the blame for all this? But uh, we'll, we'll, again, we'll... ex Blues player, like you know, it, it's a strange one. If if on the last day of the season Villa go down and then suddenly Marcus reveals a Blues top, I'm gonna, it'll, it'll be ridiculous. Oh, could he? <laughs> could he? And and Marissa and Chloe all come out with a blue, like lift the blue, the shirt. Well, they, 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 sign, they sign contracts in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> yeah, it would Absolute be hilarious. Yeah. But, but it probably won't happen. But, uh, no. but, any, but anyway, um, on to more um, exciting news tonight. Uh, Hold the Line, which is a new women's football phone-in show, starts. I'm involved in the the, the backstage area of it. Um, obviously, it's going to have the host of um, the WSL Takeout Show, Rodney Cyrus, who's hosting it, along with Emma Schoen from the um, uh, Man City Women's uh, Fan Podcast. Um, it's, it's it's an interesting thing. It's obviously something that hasn't happened before. Um, if you want to vent your frustrations after after a last minute penalty decision, do you you don't like what your manager's doing? You want to see your club invest more in the playing squad? Whatever your issue is, now you have an outlet to share your opinions. Hold the Line is now uh, will be airing on YouTube and hopefully on Twitter this evening from 7pm UK time. 
Uh, you can find all the details, including the phone number, on Twitter at underscore underscore hold the line. Kaz, you're not one to mince your words. What, what's your opinion about this new show? Obviously, it's something that's been lacking in the women's game. Do you know what? I think it's a cracking idea, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, we know, like, players and managers have, like, listened to our podcast, so you don't want to say the wrong thing kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's nice to go somewhere else and have, like, a little rant if, you know, you don't want to do it on the podcast in case somebody hears it. But, yeah, um, not that I would, you know, but... But yeah, it's um I think it's it's a it's a nice thing for all fans to be involved in. Like we haven't got anything where we're all where we all can go and vent our like or didn't this player do pants or the referees have been shocking again or the commentators are like we can all get together and all have a good old chinwag about it. It's obviously everyone knows 606 has been going so long now on BBC Radio 5 Live and it's something similar to that hopefully. It's something that obviously it's been going for so long but we don't tend to have any women's questions brought into that show. Obviously they won't know what they're talking about if they're asking the presenters that which is which is fine because they're not they're not they're not covering the game week in week out like some people are. Uh, what about you Stacey? Do you have any particular game in mind that you would have liked to vent your frustrations on in times gone by on a phone phone in? There is a few. Um, See for me I think, obviously, back when we could go to the football, people used to get sick of me because I'd go into the bar afterwards, have a couple of beers and vent to anyone who would listen to me in the smoking area. As now, I could probably come home and like just vent to everyone that's listening um, and feel like that I'm actually getting my point across because, obviously, when you've had a drink, people just don't listen to you, do they? It's like, no, what I'm saying is a valid point. This, this and this is ridiculous. So, no, I think it's a great idea, Um as you said, like women's football over the years, a lot of people have said one of the reasons that they are so into women's football compared to going and watching the men is the sort of community feel around it. There's not really any bad blood between any team. I mean, there's the rivalries and things like that, but the fans, there's no segregation. There's never any riffs or argument. Well, maybe an argument every now and then, but it's, it's never, it's nothing like a men's game. No, like there's no, there's no divide to that point. Obviously, it gets a bit bantery at times and things like that. But we, as you probably all know, we all know people that we've met through women's football that support different teams that you'd probably class as friends and mates and whatnot. And it's when you're at the games, it's nice to see each other. Like you might only see each other twice a year when you play each other, but it's um, it's that community and togetherness with women's football, and it, it'll be nice to have a hub where anyone from any team can phone in and have a, as you say, have a moan rather than individual teams, podcasts where perhaps you might not have a Man United fan listening to this because it's a Birmingham City podcasters. You might have them listening to like that and you've still got people from other teams then having a rant about the same thing. So yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And then also you can have a rant about someone else's rant if you don't agree with what they've said, obviously, which which will probably happen if, if yeah. someone calls out Casey Stoney or something. I don't know. We'll find out what happens tonight because I, I don't know. I, I have no script. I don't know what's going to happen. So tune in from 7 p.m. It's going to hopefully be on Twitter and YouTube. Hold the line. So enjoy that later on. That's all for this week's show. Thanks to Kaz and Stacey for joining me. You've been listening to the Brum is Blue podcast. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Brum is Blue. And as always, remember to keep right on.